Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome, friends, as we continue our study of Luke chapter 4. Today we're going to read passages 31 to 41. We hear in the gospel, He went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before them, he came out of him without having done him any harm. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and out they come. And a report about him began to reach every place in the region. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him about her. Then he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she got up and began to serve them. As the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various kinds of diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on each of them and cured them. Demons also came out of many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Who says that the Bible is boring? Today, the church gives us this passage that focuses on demon possession. This should excite all of us that are listening to it. Because the scriptures are the exact opposite of boring. Rather, they're very engaging. But at times, if we don't open them, then we don't see how exciting they are. So indeed, this passage is exciting. Not because we wish to have people possessed by the devil. Of course, we want the opposite. But rather, that even the devil has to suggest that Jesus is God. These unclean demons that are found in the scriptures remind us that even the power of evil must recognize who Jesus is. I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. It is so important that we realize that God's name is to be praised. It is always to be respected, revered, and loved. And so here we see that Jesus has the authority over everything, including the power of evil. We know that God is infinitely stronger, much more powerful in majesty and glory than the devil and all of his evil works, his demons and his angels. We recognize God's infinite power over evil, sin, temptation, death, etc., And here is just one more example in which we see that. 
So I don't know about you, friends, but I get very excited when I hear these passages. Shows that Jesus shows enough care for us that as he frees this man from the devil, the demon that is bothering him, so too we can be transformed by our compassion and a loving God. We have to recognize, too, that the demon here in this passage suggests that he is inferior to the power of Jesus. They recognize their limited authority and power, whereas Jesus's power and authority is unlimited. We are always on the winning side, friends. No matter what we see on the news, and I know at times the news is full of bad news, no matter what we read online or in the newspaper, no matter what we hear among family members or friends, the devil wants us to be discouraged. Jesus wants us to be encouraged. The power of God is at hand. The power of God is constantly at work. The power of God is present to us. And so Jesus shows compassion by freeing the man from the demon. Jesus wishes to do the same for us as individuals and for the people we know. It is up to us to bring the needs of our brothers and sisters to the throne of grace as we call upon the power of God, especially the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be gone Satan. Just in Jesus' name alone has such great power and authority. It is also important for us to realize that the good guy never finishes last. Rather, those who remain faithful and righteous to God will always receive the graces and blessings that God has in store for them. Let us not be discouraged. Let us be disciples of prayer. The second healing, we hear of the compassion of Jesus. Why do you say that? Well, friends, I don't know how you feel about your mother-in-law, but obviously Simon thought enough to bring his mother-in-law and her health to the attention of Jesus. So not only do we recognize that Simon Peter was married, but the fact that his mother-in-law is in need and he shows compassion to her. As a priest, I've often said, why do we always pick on mother-in-laws with jokes and whatnot? And somebody said to me, Father Rico, you don't understand because you don't have one. Now, for me, friends, I still struggle with that because I think mother-in-laws are great. Father-in-laws are great. But sometimes we also have to realize that the extended family members and friends that we inherit through marriage or in union with God sometimes might be a little bit more challenging for us to love. And yet it is still our responsibility, like Simon does, to bring them to the attention of God so that God can bring them healing of mind, body, and spirit depending on the will of God for that person. So as we recognize that Jesus heals her from the fever, she is grateful for Jesus's healing and she gets up and begins to serve them. This is her way of the love language of acts of service to recognize that her love and thanksgiving for the healing is then shared by acts of kindness towards Jesus and those around him. It is also important that we see that Jesus has the authority to cure the sick of many different diseases. 
And so they're being brought to him and Jesus lays hands on them to heal them. Let us always be disciples of prayer that lead others to Jesus so that he can heal whatever disease, whatever ailment is bothering us. If it's God's will, and if the individual also works with God's grace to attain that healing, to be able to overcome the ailment, then it will take place. But we need to do our part. We need to be persistent in prayer. And then we need to trust that as we pray, we are speaking to the Messiah who has power to cast out demons, has power to heal, has power to transform. Let us pray for those now that have asked for our prayers. Loving and gracious God, this passage brings hope to each of us. In your name, we find power. In your name, we find strength. In your name, we find healing. Help us to recognize that there is no situation that is above your power. May we never be discouraged. And as we lift ourselves and our brothers and sisters who've asked for our prayers, we bring these people to your attention now from the silence of our hearts. Lord, we love them. We thank you for them. As we watch them in their struggle, we wish that their crosses be released, lightened, eliminated. Lord, may your healing touch come upon them. May your healing touch come upon us so each of us may feel your presence just like those you healed in the gospel today. We ask these in all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.